got to get okay. Good morning. Good to see everyone. And I would like to ditto what Pastor Travis was saying about our fellowship and our friendship. Uh, I have praised God for us being able to come together, and I truly miss us fellowshipping uh, together because of the virus, and I cannot wait for us to resume what we've already started. And I will thank Pastor Travis for this opportunity to invite me over to share with you all. And I'd like to welcome uh, the Paradise family that is here with us as well. And Bethany and Pastor Travis, Pastor Braggs told me to tell you guys hello, and he wished he could be a part of the service today. Uh, this morning, uh, what I want to be talk about is from the Second Chronicles chapter 15. And the subject that I want to use this morning is God's intervention. And uh, this is the seventh month that the virus has been uh, with us. And I want to look at it from a different angle as being a physical disease but more part of a spiritual problem that's going on in this world. And I ask myself a question, and I'm going to ask you the same question. Have you asked yourself why all of a sudden this virus has appeared, not only locally, but worldwide? And I said to myself that it could be <clears throat> that God is trying to get our attention. And if we turn around and look at our world today, we have become very comfortable with our lifestyle. We have become to the point that we are complacent in our everyday living. We are now a church living a fast-paced life. We are living so, so fast sometimes that we don't even take time out to smell the roses. We want faster service. We want quicker internet, we got drive-throughs, we want everything quick and fast. And, and many times uh, we act like that there is no God. And if there is no God, then guess what? We have no accountability for our actions. And in many instances, we put God on our back burner. And we, put, and we put ourselves, our jobs, our money, relationships, everything, we put it all before God. And the world has gotten to a place where wrong is now right, and right is now wrong. The world on an average church has accepted everything and anything, regardless of how it may appear, as normal. Even our, and I hate to say this, but even our worship has become lukewarm in some churches. We're worshiping and we're living as though we're going to live forever and that we're free to live as we please, only obey God when we need him. Otherwise, we keep him on the back burner. But church, God has to do something to interrupt and disrupt our lives to get our attention. And usually when trouble comes our way, God has allowed it to happen. For an example, he allowed the devil to afflict Job. 
And as a result, he allows the same things to happen to us as well. And if you notice in our text on verse number six, it says, God, we find that God is afflicting his people. God is the one that is causing all of the problems that they were having. The King James Version says, God did vex them with all the adversity. And the word, the word vex in translation means he troubled them. And adversity means to uh, distress and anguish. So church, God is causing the problem that was going on in Babylon. And I look at God causing the problem today for purpose of what? To get our attention. And when we look at the virus, and, and there's one other thing for sure, this virus church has got the entire world's attention. Amen. People are scared. Yes. People are nervous. All right. People are distri distressed. Yes. They are fearful. Yes. They have an anxiety attacks. Come on, Pastor. Worrying about what's going to happen in the future. Yes. And get this, church, all of sicknesses in the world and all of the diseases in the world did not cause people to panic all right. like this virus has. Amen. Many do have the same, many do not have the same fear as catching a cold or flu. Yes. As we look at with this virus. But this virus, church, has got the attention of everyone. All right. Life, as we know it today, has been disrupted yes. and probably not be the same for a while. Yes. Maybe years, or it may never return to where it was before. People right now are doing what? Wearing masks everywhere. Mm -hmm. You go in the grocery stores, the shelves are empty, which means the product shortage. We see businesses closing. We see restaurants closing, schools are closed. Mm -hmm. Even some churches have closed their doors, doors okay. forever. Amen. And we find food prices have increased. Yes. And we church as a nation have enjoyed years and years of plenty. Yes. And we're taking many of these things for granted. All right. Now, if you notice in our text again, Judah, give you a little brief history, Judah had had peace for 10 years. They had 10 years of plenty. Yes. But then they began to do something. They began to return back to from worshiping God and to start worshiping idol gods again. Amen. And that's where verse 1 comes in, when Azariah was sent by God to inform King Asa and all of Judah and Bishlam that God is with them as long yes. as they stay with him. Yes. And I made a note here, if you notice in, in the scripture, it says in the New Living Translation, it says, as a, as a riot just didn't tell them, uh -huh. he shouted to them. All right, preach. He said, listen to me. Yes, yes. God is upset. Why? Yes. Because you have started to go back yes. to worshiping idol gods. Amen. And just like many parts of the world today, we have we've had years of plenty. We have years of peace. Yeah, and, and we once served God. Now, mm -hmm. as with Judah, we are begin to worship other idol gods. Amen. And verse two says that God it gives us a warning. 
if we abandon him, he will abandon us. Amen. As Uriah told King Ace of that, and the same goes for us today. And church, we don't want God to remove his hands from us. All right. Preach, Pastor. We don't want God to abandon us. Yes, yes. And I want to advise you in your devotional hour, turn to Romans chapter 1 and read verses 18 all the way to verses 32. And, it, and I'm going to paraphrase it. It says, the people insisted on disobeying God's command and doing what God wanted. So God gave them over to a reprobate mind. In other words, God removed his presence. God removed himself from them. And the Bible says their sinful ways grew worse and worse and worse. And so look at what's happening in our world today. Spiritual and moral values are practically uh, no longer are existing. Why? Anything goes. And when God removes his hands from us, things get out of tilt, out Amen. of balance. Amen. And you find in verse 3, he talks about how the, there was no longer a true uh, uh, priest. Uh, there was no one there to teach them and preach to them the word of God. There was uh, the, the preachers or the priests were not teaching the word of God anymore. The priests will hold it back, saying what the people wanted to hear. They did not want to offend anyone. They were more concerned about keeping the people happy than about saving their souls. And today, church, there are many who are preaching a compromised gospel. Amen. And I hate, as a preacher, as a pastor, I hate to talk about other pastors and preachers. But I must speak what the Bible just said. The Bible says there are no true preachers, no true, no true priests. So therefore, who am I not to come in and try to defend those who are preaching a compromised gospel? And the Bible says, woe unto me, or woe unto the preacher, or woe unto the pastor who preaches not the gospel of truth. So therefore, since God said that there were no true gospels, no true priests, therefore, I must say this. There are some in today's time who care more about monetary gain than Amen. saving souls. Amen. There are some today who care more about their private jets than saving souls. There are some today who care more about making sure they preach to appease then to correct. And God is saying to them, and God is saying to us, no instructions, no law, then you end up with what? Chaos. Mm -hmm. And when you have chaos, no matter where you go, in verse 5 it says, there was no place for them to go. No peace anywhere. No matter where you went, there was trouble. And notice what it says in verse 5. Uh, it says it wasn't safe for them to travel. And we have the virus today that has inhabited the whole world. Travel has been uh, uh, quarantined, abandoned. 
And if you do arrive, you got to sit there for 14 days before you can go on to visit who you want to visit. And my last figure that I looked at, it says 213 plus countries are infected with this coronavirus. So therefore, church, there is no place where we can go to escape. And notice again, in verse number six, it says there were nations against nations. Uh, mm -hmm. And we got countries right now playing war games with one another, yeah. flexing their yeah. muscles, trying to show who is the more dominant country. Yes. Yes. North Korea yes. just had a, a, a military parade and introduced their newest missile. He's trying to flex his muscles. And church, we're only a push button away from having another nuclear world war. And it says city against city, governments against governments, and, and mayors against mayors, and the mayors are fighting with the city council. City council is fighting with the governor. The president is fighting with the governor. Nations against nations, government against government. And again, who is causing the problem? God himself. God was troubling them, and it says, with every kind of trouble. Church, God is troubling our lives, and he's doing it to get our attention. And the question for us this morning is, are we listening? Are we paying attention? God want us to repent of our ways and return to him. And I'm reminded of the story of Daniel in the book of chapter, uh, Daniel chapter 5, where King Nebuchadnezzar was having a great big feast. Now, I'll just paraphrase it real quick. He was having a feast. He thought he was safe and comfortable, secure behind the walls of Babylon. The walls were 300 and plus feet uh, high and 80 feet wide. And he was, uh, I'm safe. So he threw a great big party. Then he went and took the, the cups sacred cups that were captured from the temple in Jerusalem from his grandfather. Uh, and he wanted to drink wine out of them to make toast out of them. And God interrupted that party. And the Bible said that he interrupted it by taking a finger and writing on the wall. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says the interruption caused the king to shake in fear. His knees began to shake. God got their attention to shake things up. And church, God is interrupting our lives. And many of us are fearful and our knees are shaking as well. He's trying to get our attention to turn from our ways. And But, but uh, verse 4 is this. There is hope. All I talked about was the negative side. But there is hope. Notice verse 4. It says, but there is hope whenever they were in trouble and sought God, it says what? God was there. They found him. And the same goes for us. God is still there. God is waiting for us. And all we have to do, church, is do what? In spite of this coronavirus, we need to call out his name. God is still there. We need to not only call it out, but we need to shout out his name. Why? Because God is still there. 
And I want you to know that God hears us and God will answer our prayer. Verse seven says, he told them to be strong. Don't be weak, be courageous. And I want to say to us today, this morning, for all of us to be faithful, for all of us to continue to pray, for all of us to continue to trust God, for all of us to continue to obey his commandments. And I want to say to us, don't let fear control you. Don't let the coronavirus discourage you. Your faithfulness, your work in spite of the virus will be rewarded. And so the, again, God, the question is, has God gotten your attention? Look around the natural things that's going on in our world besides the spiritual part. There's hurricanes. Hurricane Delta just hit Louisiana for the fourth time this year. Amen. We have 10 hurricanes already. Yes. There yes. earthquakes in California, yes. Carolina. Yes. Forest fires. All right. Wildfires. Yes. We've had landslides in India, floods in Afghanistan. A, a brush fry in Australia, flooding in Houston and flooding in Pennsylvania. God is doing this for the hopes of getting our attention that we will return from our wicked ways mm -hmm. and go back and serve him. Mm -hmm. So Bethany, paradise, the question is, does God have your attention? That is the word. This morning, let us bow. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your uh, kindness. We pray, Lord, that this word would have been food for our spiritual souls. Let us not only be hearers, but Father, that we will be doers of your word. We thank you for this fellowship. In Jesus' name, amen.